Welcome back to another episode of Wada Hockey. We hope you guys all had a great Thanksgiving. I want to do a real quick shout out to the intro outro music. You guys heard it on the last episode and probably on this episode because Patrick edited it, edited it, it in. That's going to be a guy named Shag. Uh, S-H-A-G. Check him out on Spotify, on SoundCloud. It's a buddy of mine that I work with. I don't know if he wants me to give his real, his Christian name. So we're just going to call him Shag. He's a fantastic lo-fi beats artist. I know a lot of people have been listening to lo-fi beats to get through the workday. As always, it is I, uh, Sir Finkelton, joined by Patrick and Jason, and soon to be a guest uh, we've been teasing it for a week now. We've been flirting with him on Twitter and Instagram. But yeah. first and foremost, guys, uh, happy Thanksgiving. How was y'all's Thanksgiving? I know we talked about it last time. What did you guys do? What did you guys eat? Tell me everything. I think it would be shorter if I told you what I didn't eat. That's fair. And uh, I respect that. It was nothing. So I ate everything. I uh, love that. <laughs> what was the MVP? I need the MVP of the dish. Um, as always, my mother's green bean casserole. Safe, GBC is always, always, always the G, the G, the G, the G, the exactly. <laughs> Patrick, how was your Thanksgiving? What was the uh, what was the MVP food of the day? So I think uh, I'm with Jason. I ate pretty much everything. My MVP is always my wife's homemade mashed potatoes. She makes the best mashed potatoes, better than my mom's, which says a lot. Oh, hot take! That is a hot take. This is your a family that? show. That's a hot take. Yeah, she's about to find out. <laughs> yeah, she's, I know she's a listener. So sorry, sorry, yeah. mom. Steve, long time listener. <laughs> Steve's mashed well, potatoes are better. Day one. <laughs> oh man, that's a bit. We're 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 causing controversy here on Wada Hockey. Well, I uh, I got to go with the deviled eggs per use. It's a great before and after snack. Um, and then my mom makes this killer broccoli cheese casserole. Um, that I don't know how much cheese it contains, but I'm completely fine with it. Um, I know it sits with me for a couple of days. We get to know each other, and then we move on. So anyway, uh, we're moving past Thanksgiving. We're on to Christmas now. Not a lot of news to report on the hockey front, but there is going to be a lot of talking on this episode. Guys, we've been excited about this for a while. We heard about this right around the time of recording the last episode. We have got a very, very special guest joining us today from the depths of the American Airlines Center, from the the, the annals of Globe Life Field and our park, uh, whichever you really, I mean, it's the ballpark in Arlington, whether it looks like a shed or not, have the one Sir Michael Groobs, Gruber Groobs. <laughs> well, hello, friends. Oh, there hello. he is. Hello. Oh, hey, hello. what's up? Not much. Did I jump the intro? I'm sorry. No, that was no, beautiful. That was, that was yeah, perfect. it was perfectly timed. I do. I hold uh, an intro. I mean, how can you not give this guy a hell of an intro? If you guys did not know, Grooves is the gentleman that's pumping the beautiful music into your ears at Stars Games, sometimes Mavericks Games, and most, uh, well, most recently, the World Series, correct, Grooves? Yeah, that was uh, quite an experience. That was uh, about the coolest rookie season I could have for uh, starting off with the Rangers. So. I got to work for five teams over the course of about three months. Pretty neat. That's that's awesome. I mean, it's just what a resume. I mean, what are you, and you're <laughs> a product of the University of North Texas, correct? Technically, I went there for about two semesters and dropped out again after uh, I left the ticket. Hey, so basically, as long as they took some of your money, you're technically a part of the UNC alumni. Oh, so they definitely that's got true. that. That's definitely true. I still own I didn't get my money's worth, but that's okay. That's not their fault. I'm just a bad student. You know, you know what it is. What do they say today? It's not about what you know. It's about who you know. That does and seem to be uh, a helpful thing exactly for me, thankfully. So yeah, you've definitely heard grooves at most sporting events here in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Um, like I said, most notably for us at Stars Game, Jason, you and Groobs go back a little bit. You. Uh, why don't you why don't you grill grooves and and see <laughs> see see how he got started in all this? Yeah, well, grooves, how'd you get started in this? Like honestly, <laughs> what a you know, mess! What, yeah. that, <laughs> Laid it up is, and threw it down. That is my style of questioning. I love it. Uh, I um, mean, yeah, like get involved with the ticket and you know tell us how you got started in in the media in Dallas media. Yeah, I just uh, got really lucky with all that. I realized 
about halfway through my high school time that I was not going to be the next Pudge Rodriguez for uh, the Texas Rangers. And after one of the times I got cut from uh, my high school team at Jesuit, I realized that I probably need to start looking into doing some other stuff. And thankfully, one of my coaches there uh, at Jesuit was a sales guy at the ticket, Danny Lowry. Uh, if you guys remember the charity challenge on ice hockey games, he was generally one of the better players. And so he got along really well with all of the uh, the ticket guys. And when Danny went and asked uh, the hosts if they need an intern, uh, Norm Hitzkus said that he would be uh, happy to give me a chance. And so at the age of 16, I got to start uh, working at the ticket as an intern for Norm Hitzkus. And from there, just kind of did what I could to stick around, be available, learned how to produce, and then more importantly, learned how to run the audio board. And that's where I kind of was able to get a spot a little bit quicker than someone that was trying to maybe be a producer or on-air talent because I realized that was not a strength of mine. You, for the people that haven't heard your voice before or have heard your work before, um, that was a that was basically the Cliff Notes. Um, I'm guessing because I was also a poor student, you know what Cliff Notes are because those were my best friend. Um, I was almost yeah, too lazy here, for uh, Cliff Notes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm honestly scared. I could not imagine being a student right now knowing how much access I had to the internet, especially now being like students from home, I would never do mm -hmm. my work. I hardly did my work in school. Uh, there's no telling what I'm capable of or not capable of at home, but that's neither here <laughs> nor there because honestly, it's all about who, you know, kids, if you're listening, drop out of school, there's no point. Um, <laughs> well, maybe don't do that. <laughs> okay. Finish high school and then just wing it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. There we go. That's exactly it. <laughs> I guess this is the this is the part of the show where we really just want to pick the the brain of groups. I feel like a lot of people know about you, but they don't know you. Um, obviously, you've you've had some pretty notable events in your time as the DJ for uh, the Stars, the Mavs, and the Rangers. Well, Rangers only for a season, and then five other Major League Baseball teams. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess we're not going to hit you with rapid fire yet. So there's definitely going to be some time to uh, explain yourself in between. But uh, Patrick, take it away. What what do we want to know about groups? So I, I'm looking at our run sheet here, and think I think I'm going to switch it up a little bit to uh wow. well unbelievable Whoa. i know i know Whoa, dude we had a, a signed <laughs> throw the format here. out the window i love it exactly yeah, can we craig can we get a second please <laughs> <laughs> well Pat, we'll start we, we'll start we with doing? the softball i think i'm gonna take your question um it. Uh, in your seven seasons groups what's your best memory so oh, far man. i i i'd have to say probably my first season with the team, again, the 13-14 season, uh, the combination of the Mike Madonna jersey retirement ceremony, because that was the first big thing I really got to be part of near the end of that season. And then about a month later, obviously the first uh, playoff uh, home game at the AAC in about eight years or so, if I remember the, the timing of that. And getting to hear how loud the arena was, we kind of all worked together on putting together awesome music and uh, intro videos and just the atmosphere was amazing. Like I still, uh, Survival by Muse is the song that they uh, use for the intro video for the players coming on the ice and all that. And that song to this day can still get a little, uh, get me a little misty eyed because it's just such a, a great memory. And you know, near the end of that season, I really started to finally feel like, okay, I think I can be part of this for a while, and they're not going to fire me at the end of the season because uh, <laughs> I was, I was definitely, I worked as hard as I could, did the best job I could my first season, but there's a very big learning curve coming from radio and not having done music for a live sporting event, and then having to really ramp up my hockey knowledge like i i watched the stars i understood generally how the game worked but there were so many little things that you don't really have to consider until all of a sudden 
you know, you have your producer screaming in your ear, wondering why I wasn't playing music because, oh, there was a stoppage there or, you know, just something that I should have known, but didn't because I'm, I wasn't fully ready, but I got the opportunity and thankfully, you know, I'm a decently quick learner and all that, but it was just, uh, that whole playoff run, even as short as it was, uh, was just amazing. Okay, I have to ask too. How how was the emotions running for the uh, the Madonna retirement? Because I went and rewatched that recently, and I'm not ashamed to say, as a 33 three year old man, I may have been laying in bed and just was like, you know what? It's okay to cry. It's okay because oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure Mike Madonna cried at least eight or nine times that night. Yeah, like we we all kind of had a running bed of how long would it take or how of a time would it be uh for madonna to start crying but yeah that there was probably it? not a dry ice and dry eye in the house because that was just I, I think the whole experience was really really well done and obviously knowing how much madonna means to stars fans and all the you know people from his hockey life that got to to be there and celebrate with him it was just it was an incredible night yeah, Jason said, "Who who won? Who won that bet? Who cried the most?" Um, well, we we knew Madonna was going to cry. It was just a matter of how quickly he would, and I think pretty much everybody just took the under, <laughs> and we we won. Everybody won. No one wanted to take the over. <laughs> yeah, I feel like everybody won that night. That was honestly one of the coolest coolest moments as a Stars fan that I can ever remember. I wasn't lucky enough to be there. I think I was there for the, the, the Yuri Lettinen retirement ceremony where he was, he's finished. So I don't know if they, they have as much emotion. So he was, yeah, he was a little more stoic. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So this is something that I'm really kind of curious about because obviously I'm, I'm a, I'm a follower of your playlists on Spotify. One of which is the pre-skate. Uh, playlist i believe or the arena playlist rather mm-hmm. which is a phenomenal playlist have hundreds of songs I, I was curious if the players come to you and request certain songs to be put on the pre-skate playlist and if so who in your memory has the best and possibly the worst taste in pre-skate music so yeah for the the warm-ups that's pretty much all uh the players, at least since about my second season. I think the first season I I had the playlist and, you know, did what I could to, you know, have a decent mix and all that, but I'm not a professional DJ, so, like, I'm not the, the wiki-wiki kind, as I, I like to say. Um, so, <laughs> you got turning the tables up there? Scrap no. So like ones and twos? <laughs> yeah, so, like, I can edit songs together, but I can't make it sound like a full-on mix and beat matching and all that. But uh, around the second season, uh, I started getting a list of songs from Jamie Ben, and uh, they were mostly like kind of techno and stuff like that. Because Skrillex, that's the uh, yeah, and Calvin Harris and Diplo and stuff like that. And so you know, we did that kind of a playlist for a, a season or two, and then Sagan really started taking over and. Uh, he had one of his buddies, uh, DJ Zillomatic, put together mixes for a few years. And then the last couple seasons, it's kind of been a mix of Zillomatic's mixes or uh, one of our production guys, uh, Anthony Carasone, uh, uh, has also made some mixes. And so it's been kind of a, you know, switching between the two of them to kind of keep it fresh and all that. But you can kind of tell most of the music is, you know, mixes of more current stuff, you know, kind of keeping in the techno, a little bit of, of uh, hip hop. But yeah, the warm ups are the player's domain. And then uh, the nice thing is that's the only thing I hear about from them other than Sagan wanting to hear the music a little louder. But that's out of our control because the speakers don't point down onto the ice like uh, he'd like them to. Spoiled by Vegas' arena. Dude. I went to I, I went to a game in Vegas uh, last season, I guess the eighteen nineteen season, and man, they do a great job. But they the bass is very powerful. 
I don't know if any of y'all have been to a game there, but uh, the atmosphere is amazing. The the energy, the the music choices, but they definitely have the uh, the bass uh, level cranked up to as <laughs> as bassy as it can get. So I actually had to step out for a moment because it was just it was like thumping my chest because I was seated, you know, about halfway up the first level, and I had to take a little break for a while because it was. I was starting to feel a little weird. <laughs> That's that, uh, what do they call it? The Vegas fever? Yeah. <laughs> like that. So it's probably, it's probably just like, you know what? You know, they're already in the arena. Let's just absolutely ruin them with base. That, if that's what they were planning, then they executed it perfectly. <laughs> I think, uh, Megan, I think Megan Trainer was one of the, uh, uh, architects for it. The sound engineers <laughs> architects. For All it. about that base. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What a lob. What a lob yeah. shot that was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but hey, you still got to complete the alley-oop. Exactly. That was always beautiful. It beautiful. Always finished. Stick to stick. <laughs> so uh, I guess like along the lines of music, is there something musically like you won't do? Like how much Nickelback is too much? <laughs> well, except That's for when we're doing the, bits, uh, any Nickelback is too much Nickelback. <laughs> oh my gosh. But that was a really... It. That was a really fun thing, though, to uh, get to "quote unquote" kill Nickelback uh, from the yeah. playlist once and for all. <laughs> oh, like man. that was something yeah. that uh, me and uh, Jason Danby, the director of game presentation at the time, and Jeff K and Selena Ray, we all were uh, meeting before that season, just hanging out, kind of catching up, and you know, got to talking about different silly ideas. And one of them was picking a band or two to just permanently kill from the playlist. And so we threw out, you know, Linkin Park, Creed. But then once we honed on a Nickelback, it was like, okay, we know what we can do here. We can have some fun with that. When uh, we get to the end of it, we can play an Avril Lavigne song because she was married to Nickelback's lead singer for a time. And so just uh, getting to do stuff like that or, uh, you know, the uh, Smashville, you know, Right before Christmas, a couple seasons ago, getting to have a merry Smashmas and playing all these remixes that we found of uh, All Star for an entire period, and then you know never playing it again. And yeah, that's been a a fun thing, getting to kind of have some fun with quote unquote what's allowed at the uh, Stars games and what's not. But there's really not a true you know limitation. It's just try to keep things fresh, try not to play things too often and you know not be too obvious with things i will say that's probably one of my favorite memories of being at a game was the smash mouth game (laughs) i i mean i it was one of the few times where i went to a stars game and i was no longer paying attention to the actual (laughs) game because after about like halfway through that period you go okay he's playing smash mouth (laughs) all-star every Uh single time the puck stops and then you start like bumping people next to you you're like do you? And they're like, yeah, yeah, huh? I do. <laughs> and then pretty soon it's like minute 18 and like one or two more whistles get blown and everyone is in tears. I think honestly, that was one of my most fond memories of being at a stars game was that the smash mouth game <laughs> will go down in infamy. But you also said that Creed was on that list, but you didn't say that you killed it. Does that mean Creed can still have its day in the glory hot sun with the stars? I think- I think technically uh, we could, yeah. So that oh might be uh, all right. Dump, that we, might be uh, the, one of the next bits in the uh, coming seasons. Can we get him to well, speak uh, from right. the rafters, like uh, with the? Yeah, can we oh, get the? Yeah, we we'll get, we'll get a uh, victory green to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So basically, what we're trying to get to is wear your masks, social distance, so we can have hockey and we can retire Creed from the Stars playlist once and for all. I think all of you America could unite over that. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, make America rock again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get a lot of pushback from Canadian players when you told them no more Nickelback? Oddly enough, no. Like, uh, kind of what I was saying before with the warmups and all that. Like, the players have never really commented to, commented on the music we played during games or anything like that. I think we keep a decent enough mix. Like, uh, you know, the only comment I can really think of was the uh, Smash Mouth night where Jamie said something like uh, after they won, you know, the Stars played a real Smash Mouth of a game and 
all the guys were playing like all stars. And so that was pretty awesome that he picked up on it and, you know, was able to smoothly work a joke about it into uh, the post game interview. But yeah, it's a, it's been a, it's a hell of a thing. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because Ben has really kind of gotten this rap as a stoic that doesn't really show any emotion so when he picks up on stuff like that and makes those subtle <laughs> jokes it's it's hilarious man I, I, I jamie ben is one of my favorite people i don't know if you have a lot of interactions with him but he's definitely one of those people yeah like i haven't really interacted with any of the players it just kind of works out that way because i'm only at the arena a couple hours before the game i'm leaving whenever I'm done running the, the post game music for a couple songs. And so I also feel like just professionally, it makes more sense to not try to buddy up too much with the guys. And it's also like, what the hell would they want to hang out with me for? <laughs> you know, like I'm just a little dork <laughs> that they, they can find a lot cooler people to hang out with than me. So it's <laughs> uh, but it also kind of, like I said, allows me to be a little more, autonomous with uh picking the music and all that where i'm not like oh i wonder what uh sagan or i wonder what uh jamie's thinking about the music it's like they play hockey i play music i'm not telling them how to skate they don't have to tell me how to do the music outside of the warm-ups that's fair that's really fair like if, if they want to be friends i'd be happy to but i i don't think i would have much appeal to them as a a friend (laughs) Well, I think we, I think, I think you speak for all of us when we say that uh, for all of the Dallas Stars players that are listening to this in the future, um, we just want to be your friend. Just want to be your friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I'm a very good friend. I think they're missing out not being your friend. Friend. You know group. what? You're right. I'm gonna call Sagan right now. Let's <laughs> hang out, man. I mean. Yeah. If you want to bring him on, hey, the what's podcast, your, what's... I mean, we could definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want to, like speaker, like. Up in the Discord. sure seconds yeah. Yeah, Discord. <laughs> yeah, we could definitely make that happen. Yeah, I've, I've never had his number, and he'd probably block me even if I did try to contact him. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, they don't do that. Uh, Sagan, I, I Sagan's really cool. From everything I hear, I just like I said, I I just don't think that I have anything to offer to him as a a friend or any of the players. They're uh, a little bit cooler than me. It's not about how cool you are. It's about how how you flaunt it. How you flaunt it, <laughs> right? It's not about the I, I, I do the flaunt it. The motion of the ocean, yeah. right? <laughs> At least that's what I've been living my whole life. Mm-hmm. You just keep living, man. <laughs> so we've talked about bits a little bit. What songs get the best reactions from the fans? I know you don't consider the players too much outside of warmups, and that's kind of handled outside the house but in terms of fan reaction what's your go-to what elicits the best response in in critical situations man like and i'd say even as uh easy as choices they can be welcome to the jungle crazy train stuff like that there's a reason that those are staples i try not to default to those every single time but they they still get a response and then I also love playing, like, Let Me Clear My Throat if we want to get people kind of dancing and stuff. Uh, And then, of course, there's All the Small Things by Blink-182. If we need to sing along or uh, Friends in Low Places by Garth. And playing uh, You Got What I Need, uh, Just a Friend by Biz Marquis. That got a big reaction earlier last season and didn't really get a whole lot of chances to play it after that, but that's definitely uh, in the arsenal. So it's kind of fun just finding what songs work and, you know, some work in every arena and some become these weird uh, stars game staples that if they're not heard for uh, a few games, people get concerned or think that I've uh, gotten bad at my job or something all of a sudden. <laughs> I forgot about that one song that I really like that you play every game. Right. Yeah, where was Blink One Eighty Two? All the small things. Oh that's yeah, why we lost. Like yeah. that's hap- that happened uh, uh, last season where I think we had like three games in a row where we either won or lost by like one point, and of course that was probably quite a few of them last year. But there was just not a whole lot of margin throughout the game, and so it was kind of tight the whole way. And so we're trying to keep the 
intensity and all that. And people are like, why haven't I heard all the small things in a few games? Like, well, the game didn't really uh, call for it. Oh, you got. We're, we're down four to zero uh, in the first. Right. Why, did, why didn't you play puck off? Uh, yeah, because yeah. we didn't score. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, hey, that happens. And, you know, that's the nice thing is that I don't have a a set playlist, uh, you know, that I'm expecting to play every game. And that's where, you know, I'll get people that request songs and stuff. And I tell them I'll do my best to make it happen. And, you know, I'll have it ready. But sometimes the game calls for something else or, you know, just don't get a chance to play it because, again, because of the the pacing of the game or something. And, you know, I'll, usually I can find a way to make it work, but sometimes it just doesn't happen. And I'm like, well, come to another game and we'll have another chance then. Just got to keep them coming back. Keep them coming right? back. That's how it works. <laughs> put the, put well, the butts in the obviously, seats. yeah, you got to put the butts in the seats. I mean, obviously it's been a, a wild year, but it started off on a super, super high note for the stars franchise with the winter classic. You, okay. Did they give you the opportunity to work that game? I don't, I know that Jeff K didn't get to announce it, which I think a lot of people were upset about me being one of them. Were you in control of the board for that game? No. So, uh, at some point earlier, uh, or I guess a little before the season started, uh, Jeff and I were both told, along with Selena, that we weren't going to be part of the Winter Classic presentation. You know, it's it was nothing against us. It was just that's apparently what the NHL was going to start doing starting that year with uh, the Winter Classic was instead of using the home DJ, they were going to use you know, a DJ and PA guy and all that from Las Vegas uh, for the DJ and then Montreal for the PA guy. And those are like their go-to guys for events. Like Las Vegas's DJ had done a couple events before, like I think the All-Star game in St. Louis and a couple other things. And then Montreal's PA guy has been kind of the voice of most All-Star games uh, as well. And so, you know, I, I wasn't given a a chance to go and Jeff eventually was able to take part of things because the NHL kind of figured out, okay, we can still use Jeff for announcing stars goals and stuff like that. And, you know, that made sense. And, you know, he and the Montreal guy could trade off and it wouldn't be too chaotic, but mm-hmm. it just made more sense that, you know, once they had the Las Vegas uh, DJ Jake Wagner booked, it would be really tough to try to, quote unquote, double team it, you know, it would be too chaotic trying to be like, okay, the stars did something. So now I'm going to play a piece of music or vice versa. And, you know, it's like, I gave him, you know, the staples, the power play, you know, stuff that I play in the arena, but he was also trying to represent Nashville too. And then also just kind of be a, you know, a celebration of hockey. So it just made sense to have him take everything, even after there was after Jeff was given a chance to take part of it, but it worked out where, you know, Jake Wagner did a great job and Jeff K got to announce the goals and a win and all that. So it worked out really well. And it also worked out because uh, I'd gotten sick uh, with a cold, like two days before and wasn't quite well enough to, to go, even if I was uh, hired on. So it, it worked out and, Maybe that was uh maybe that's uh that was Corona or something. Yeah, I was just so about maybe to say, yeah, maybe maybe caught the COVID uh, New Year's. It's like I've been fine oh, since man. then. Oh, you're an man, antibody now. Yeah, you're antibody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's what, cool. What, I, it's funny. I was at the game. I don't remember Jeff K announcing. Uh, I don't know why I would forget things like that. There was no. There's a lot going on that day. <laughs> There's yeah. Well, that's funny about that. I actually, the one time that I decided to go get beers with buddies was when they took the arena picture or the stadium picture oh, where they, like, and it literally, there's three open spots and it was just the it. most depressing thing. And you just zoom in and you see the people that we were with and just three empty souls. Brutal. <laughs> uh, yeah. Me and my buddy, we had our faces behind other people who were standing in front of us. <laughs> so that was the fun thing was seeing all the Twitter pain. friends, uh, you know, some of them like, you know, looked like they were in the middle of a sneeze or had their eyes closed or, you know, just they're like, damn it, man. Like the one picture they take and, you know, I'm looking like an idiot. So 
y'all, you were uh, you were not the only one that didn't get a great picture. It's just honestly story of my life, but. <laughs> okay, so we're we're a hockey-based podcast. We're a Texas-based ba- hockey podcast. But you, like we've said before already, you've worked for the Mavs and you've worked for now the Rangers as well. Outside of the obvious being that the World Series was epic and you were able to take part in that, what has been your fondest memory outside of the Stars Arena and the Hockey Arena, maybe with the Mavericks or the Rangers in the short time that you were able to do that? I mean, I, I think the, the World Series is probably going to have to be the obvious answer, but I will also say that being a longtime Rangers fan and from here and all that, you know, Chuck Morgan, the Rangers PA guy who also, before letting me take over, had also been running the music for 38 years, you know, getting to work with him, getting to play the natural on a Rangers home run, Gave, gives me goosebumps oh, every single time. It's it's still the coolest thing ever to get to to play that epic music, and you know, even with uh, no fans in the stands during the 2020 season, it was still a a goosebumps moment for me. And so I'd have to say probably that because the World Series feels like too easy of an answer. As cool as that was, it wasn't a Rangers World Series. So being a Rangers fan, I think. Uh, any chance I got to to hit the natural for a a Rangers home run was a uh, would be the uh, top memory. Yeah, that makes complete sense. I, I'm going to go on record and say outside of the of the football team because I really don't know too much about like the music that they use. But I mean that Mavericks intro, and then you put in the stars having their own goal song, and the natural being the song for the Rangers home runs. I think Dallas might have the best sports music of all. I think the only other teams or I don't know, maybe groups, that's a, that's a, there, there's a little lob question for you outside of Dallas. What other franchises do you think have some of the best? Um, and you can be personal about this one. If you know, these people um, have the best soundboards working for them. You know, I know you've got like, uh, what is it? Chelsea grin for the, the Blackhawks, the bulls have an Epic, you know, intro yeah, music. So what are, um, yeah. What are some, uh, what are some ones that stick out to you? Oh man, I gotta say, this like even as a, uh, it's surprisingly tough. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I, I do feel like uh, that you're right that it, especially having all four major sports represented in Dallas that, and also being like especially for hockey being a uh, non-traditional market, the Rangers not necessarily being a playoff contender every year, and then the Mavericks being pretty bad for a while and then all of a sudden been really good. There's been all these traditions that have kind of been able to get built and based on just memories of enjoying your time at the arena or at the ballpark rather than, Oh, we win every year. So we're just going to play sweet Caroline, you know, every game. And that's (laughs) our, our tradition. And I don't know. I think that as much as I just made fun of, you know, sweet Caroline, but like, that's a tradition that mm-hmm. is fully established. Like that's not going away ever. Probably like, yeah. you know, the Yankees win and you get New York, New York, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Any team wants to have those traditions, you know, whether it's a sing along or, you know, a song that you just, as soon as you hear it, it takes you to that team's building again. and. <laughs> You know, I, I realize that's kind of avoiding the full question of what other teams uh, outside of DFW really have super awesome DJs. And I admit part of that is because I'm I'm aware enough of most of the traditions, but I also don't really pay attention to them because I'm mostly paying attention to what I would be doing <laughs> uh, when I'm watching a game, even if it's, you know, two teams that have nothing to do with the Mavs or stars or, or Rangers. That was a bit of a ramble, but I think the point is it's really cool to be involved in three awesome teams music. Even if I, you know, haven't been a major part of the Mavs, you know, most of their traditions were started before me. I was only there for a season. I've only been with the Rangers for <laughs> 30 games. Cause it wasn't even a full season, <laughs> but you know, with the Rangers getting to carry on 
uh, traditions with the Mavs getting to serve as a bridge between DJ Wiz-T, who was the Mavs DJ for seven seasons before he unfortunately passed away. And then now with uh, DJ Poison Ivy having taken over after I left the Mavericks, she's been coming up with all sorts of cool ideas. And then with Stars, you know, we we still, when we win, you're still going to hear Stevie Ray Vaughan, The House is Rockin', yep. the darkness music whenever we give up a goal. And then I think that, you know, since I took over, having established Pantera as the goal song, I don't think that's ever going to change. And then I think the power play song with uh, Knights of Sidonia by Muse, I think that is probably going to be sticking around for a while. And so it's really cool to kind of get in on the ground floor and a, a couple traditions, but then also to make sure that the really cool, you know, long time traditions don't go anywhere because that's what connects generations. And, you know, when I've gone to a Rangers game, I've realized that's probably going to be an example. I use a little bit too, too often for a, a show about hockey, <laughs> but you know, I know that when I was a kid going to Rangers games and still now, you know, hearing the natural theme being played for a home run, but then, you know, Stars fans getting to hear the houses rocking after every win. Like, like I said, that connects you from the time, you know, if your dad was going to games in 93, you know, and you get to go to a game with him now, you still hear that. That's just another thing to bond over. And I think that's just the really cool thing about music and sports. I'm, I mean, it's crazy as that's it sounds. Be- like- that's beautiful. That's beautiful. As crazy as it sounds. I don't like, know if it was beautiful, but I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like one of my dreams is honestly to go to Fenway and and hear Sweet Caroline. So it's kind of weird. Like I I have no real business being up there except I want to go to Fenway, but I want to experience that moment though too though. Like that's no, it's, a it's, moment for me. It's yeah. Yeah, it's, it's an badass. incredible experience. Oh. Cuz yeah, like I got yeah, to go back in 2002 or 2003 and they played Sweet Caroline, and it was really, really awesome. So, you want to know how to yeah, get 20,000 white people to get going at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> That's the Cue way to do Sweet it. Sweet Caroline. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, I think the same. I was uh, fortunate enough to be at one of the a Blackhawks game. And, uh, I mean, they're, the, they're a hated team here. But, man, when they score a goal and the whole crowd gets going on that Chelsea Grin song, it's just hard not to get into it. It's, it's, it's a blast, but I, I can, I can honestly say grooves. I think you have created a very long lasting tradition, whether you take little to no or all credit for it. Uh, <laughs> we are all, all 100% behind you with, from the Pantera song being the goal song puck off to Knights of Sidonia, Stevie Ray Vaughan. We're all here for it. We have some rapid fire questions before you, before we wrap things up. And we say au revoir. These are real simple questions. There is no wrong answer. We'll see. They don't have to be super rapid fire. Um, you can take a couple of seconds. Uh, there's not going to be any Jeopardy music playing. But not too many. We don't have enough <laughs> money. Seconds, so. we don't, yeah, not too many seconds, but we don't have enough money to fight the the powers that be. But yeah, uh, Jason, take it away. Let's let's rapid fire. Let's uh, pew 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 pew. That's the sound effect. Yeah. Pew 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 pew. pew, pew. <laughs> All right, yeah. First up, uh, what's your favorite hockey movie? Hockey movie? Uh, actually, like uh, Goon with uh, was it Sean William Scott? Yeah, right. Great, yeah, great answer. Watched it last night. Phenomenal answer. I love wearing sixty nine on the back of my jersey. It's still it's still funny. <laughs> Absolutely, sixty nine will always be funny. Nice. Like It'll farts. be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um second question what's your favorite running bit you guys are going with right well when hockey is around what's your favorite running bit man favorite running bit it might be the blink 182 sing along actually i take that back the uh friends in low places sing along i realize that they're both sing alongs but the uh when you get twenty thousand people loudly yelling oasis Mm -hmm. you know down it's just, it's a really cool moment. And, you know, it was just a really cool thing to kind of 
you know, we wanted to work in a little more country ahead of the, the winter classic and all that. And we didn't want it to feel forced and we didn't really mm-hmm. play a whole lot of country music otherwise, but getting to see everybody getting excited when they realize that, Oh my God, it's uh it's Garth. And, you know, then, you know, keeping the sing along going for half a minute to a minute after play is resumed and the song is stopped playing. It's just, uh, that's really cool. That wasn't a rapid fire answer, but it's a good one. Damn it. <laughs> Stick to it, man. Absolutely. I was really hoping you were going to say only time by Inya. That's man, that is another bit. great one. And that's, <laughs> and th- it's funny. That's another one that like, you know, I'll, I'll try to change things up from time to time on reviews and play something else, you know, uh, uh, was it Telephone Line by ELO or, you know, just mm. something else. Let It Be by the Beatles. But mm-hmm. that if I don't play Only Time at least every third review in a season, people get worried or get mad. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Because <laughs> seeing, seeing everybody holding their phones up with the... You know the flashlight on, and you know, s- looking like they're slow dancing in the the aisles. It's just it's ridiculous. But again, that's kind of the nice thing about being in a non traditional hockey market is you can kind of experiment and get away with things and have some fun that you know maybe you can't do in Canada. That's a good point. I never thought about that. I did get a good kick out of uh, when the Edmonton DJ played only time during one of the yeah. stars playoff games uh-huh. up there and twitter was like what the hell is going on dude nobody that, had any idea what was going on it was awesome and that's something I, I meant to bring up before was the work that uh johnny infamous did in edmonton the fact that he was working two to three games a day he was mm. having to represent both teams regardless um you know of who was home or away and still working in the quote-unquote home team's traditions. Like, you know, I sent him my entire library. And, you know, I gave him some pointers on, you know, Inya and the sing-alongs and stuff like that, even though there was nobody in the arena. But that was a really cool thing when Inya started playing. And that was a long review, if I remember right. And just the reaction from everybody just being like, what the hell was that? But then everybody tweeting me being like, yeah, this is the jackass that helped start that. He's doing it. He's doing yeah. it. <laughs> so, you know, just Stars fans uniting over something as silly as that. It's it's a really cool thing to to be a part of that. I think it's really cool, though, to keep those like attention to details. And it was part of the perfect presentation, you know, and I thought yeah. it was great. Yeah, he did a great job. Yeah, it's insane. Like, you know, for him to be in the bubble, he had to stay in that hotel, you know, and only leave it to work the games for two months, just about. And I, I don't know how we got any sleep. I don't know how we had the time to do everything that he needed to do to be ready for a game. But my God, he, he did amazing. And same thing with, uh, I believe, Kel Granton is the uh, DJ in Toronto that, you know, did the Eastern Conference. Just both of them just did amazing. Like, you know, working the the baseball playoffs and the World Series, there was quite a bit of work in that, obviously, you know, having to pretend to be, you know, a different team every couple days. But that's nothing compared to what those guys did up there. Yeah, that's quite the grind that he had to go through. I mean, I imagine one preparing for one game takes enough time, but preparing for multiple games every day. It's for teams that you crazy. never worked for. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. 2020, man. <laughs> he, he did a great job with it, and that's all that matters. Yes. All right, my question. Favorite player growing up? Hockey uh, or otherwise? Hockey, I've, Madonna's probably the easy answer, but, dude, he was so damn good. You know, just so fun to watch and just he was the Dallas stars for so many years and just an amazing ambassador too. Like there's a reason all these, uh, star centers and, you know, high school to peewee hockey teams are playing now is because hockey in Dallas, but 
specifically Mike Madonna hockey in Dallas. So he's a uh, top for hockey and then uh, generally probably Pudge Rodriguez for uh, my all-time favorite athlete. Just grew up trying to be a baseball catcher. I wasn't very good, but I wanted to be him. <laughs> I at least got the pudgy part. <laughs> <laughs> can relate. Can relate. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay. This is a hot take question. So get ready for oh. it. It's, it's the hot topic right now. Everyone's been talking about it. Everyone's been raving about it. And I I'm ready have one judgment. question. Yeah. I'm ready for judgment on this one too. <laughs> and I'm going to ask it. It's a two parter. Uh, I'm, and this is on the fly. What is your favorite? And least favorite reverse retro jersey that was just released by Adidas. <laughs> okay, I like both of them, but the blackout is just so damn cool. And I'm not a big jersey guy, so I wound up getting the uh, the hoodie first. And I got to say, I was wearing uh, the hoodie around my apartment today just to to model it and get used to it. And dude, it looks so cool. And then the reverse retro, I think that's going to really pop on the eye. So I'm curious to see what it looks like in person. You know, I think it looks pretty cool in the the pictures, but it's kind of like, you know, watching a game on TV versus watch, watching in the arena. Like, that ice is so white, and seeing the jersey, just how it's going to hopefully contrast and shine and just look really cool, I'm really excited to see it. I feel like I feel like that was the politically correct answer. And that's okay. But I, I want to know what groups, what you think, what your favorite. Now, all the teams released the reverse retro jersey. So we, we were wondering, because on our last episode, we did a basically a top three and bottom three. So that's what we're asking. What is your favorite reverse retro jersey from the NHL and your least favorite? It's oh, okay to not play the stars. It's okay. Yeah. And I need to, I might have to, do a quick search of the uh, the uh, the jerseys again. Sure, let's see. That's okay. Retro. All right. I th- I think I got to say the uh, the safe answer is it's not the stars, and that is okay, groups. That is okay. And that's the thing. It's not an indictment on the stars, but for the uh, nostalgia nerdy stuff, the uh, the whalers. Uh, the Hurricanes Whalers uh, jersey is probably my favorite. It's a great Just, answer. Again, for the t- that's because it was pretty good. That was I was gonna good. say, and you know, being able to bring back <laughs> Brass Bonanza and all that. I think uh, I'd probably have to go with that. Uh, let's see. And then what was the style of the other? Not Reverse Retro. The uh, or did any other team get like a blackout or? Anything or is that I just? Think, I think uh, I think the stars yeah, or the, were the, the alternate. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think I think the general consensus for everybody, as far as the least favorite, was probably the Red Wings because it looked like they took a practice jersey and wrapped some duct tape around the arms <laughs> and the bottom, and they were like, "Detroit, this is what you've got." Yeah, I feel as like if they, they haven't had it hard enough. I feel like they could have done a little more with that. Mm-hmm. Look at yeah, that. It's pretty sad when. The stars are getting compared to the Red Wings jersey. <laughs> that's that's basically where we're at. And then it looks like the the Devils might have kind of done the same thing, or it's just slap uh, the logo on the white jersey. But no, like it's I love that they're at least trying to do things different, you know. And like because the easy thing for the reverse retro would be just bring back the '99, but that's not a reverse retro. Exactly. Exactly. Makes so, complete sense, but some people like, don't 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 want that. So yeah, so if um, you're going to sell some new jerseys, you might as well sell some actually new jerseys. Couldn't agree sure. more. It's all about the it's all about the Benjamins, baby. That's what it's okay. all about. Money Jason, talks. Jason has got the last question for you, Ooh. and I feel like this question is big. I'm this I'm, is, I'm uh, scared. I've hung out with Jason too many times and <laughs> compromising uh, <laughs> states of uh, sobriety. No, no, no. <laughs> there's, there's, no. So here, here's, we're all, we're all good boys. Here, here it is. Just, I'm gonna throw it out there. You, you, you take it if you want it. Uh, what's your go-to meal at Chili's? 
Oh my god. <laughs> toughest question of them all. I mean, there is a, so, there's a, the, a potentially right answer, but I, I'm curious to see what you say. I'm a original chicken crispers guy. Yes. Long time. Like Ooh. it's it's easy. It's mm-hmm. it's but it's just so good. Like the uh I don't mind the uh the newer style, you know, the crispier, but the classic original just there's something about that uh, tempura batter and all that. So that, good. And then, like, I do miss. Uh, this is again the uh, pudgy side of me, but I miss the uh, chicken fried steak. That was uh, a hell of a go-to for a long time. Oh and man! Then all of a sudden it was gone, and you know, the chicken crispers were definitely not a bad alternative. I ordered them plenty, even when the CFS was available. But man, that <laughs> that that chicken fried steak was a uh, pretty epic and it was like bigger than your head which is always a cool i thing. remember that i am uh i am a, I am an ex pepper pal so i definitely <laughs> remember the chicken fried steak i remember the chicken fried chicken i will say the one thing that Chili's oh. has done to me that i will never forgive them for is they took away mozzarella sticks how dare you an american staple say, mozzarella <laughs> sticks and chicken fried steak like how do those not how how are those not like, selling? If right? that's the reason they that, took them off, like with baby back ribs and uh, back, it's like in in the words of Jimmy World, they bleed America. <laughs> <laughs> and Chili's is America. Chili is is America. There you have it. You've said it once. You've said it a million times. And guys, that was Groobs. We cannot thank him enough for being on. We can't thank you enough, Groobs. You're an absolute blessing to this entire city, the Stars organization, the Rangers organization, and for a small time, the Mavericks organization. As always, thank you so much for tuning into the Water Hockey Podcast. For myself, Patrick, Jason, and Groobs, don't forget your Kermit tattoos. 